Oh, Shaitar, why hast thou forsaken your servant? Do I deserve to be held by the hands of a greedy unbeliever? Wow! Damn, that last match was awful. As I told you, Mr. Satan, only a priest ordained in the cult of Shitar has the proper skills to prepare this recipe. If attempted by a nurse... When I found you in the back room mumbly second recipes to yourself, I didn't recall anything about sour goat's milk. If you don't cooperate with the correct ingredients list in 10 seconds, I'll see to it that you get a private tour of the city sewer system, beginning with my commode. Capiche? You are a shrewd man, Mr. Satan. I shall not deceive you further. Okay, let's have it right this time. First, you need the desiccated flesh of three black felines. Cat flesh? Are you sure? Mr. Satan, I am but an old brain, but I am not so old that I cannot remember the recipe which has been a goal of mine for two lifetimes. All right, all right. Three dried cat bodies. What else? Three pints of virgin's blood. Three pints of virgin's blood. And three hard-boiled eggs. And three hard-boiled... Georgie! Michael! Quit fagging around and get in here! You're dead meat now, Stan. Wait till my nephews get a hold of you. You're a kidnapper, Stan. Uh, Mere slaughter's too good for you. Welcome to the Cinema 9 podcast, Sans Mike Govier, which is weird, but it happens. I am Travis Roy, and I am here with my regular co-host, Eric Branstrom. And as always, when one of us is missing, we have friend of the show, Luke Horlbeck. Luke Horlbeck, how are you today, my friend? Man, I am doing pretty well. Yeah? Yeah, I fell asleep on the couch and left my uh, my notepad outside because I was watching the movie outdoors. Like you do. It was a beautiful day. It was a beautiful day. So I was watching the movie outside while I was like doing work. Uh, came inside, fell asleep, left my notepad outside. It's completely soaked. Luckily, my notes are still intact. Oh, all right. They're well, wet, but legible. What would we do without the notes from blood for blood? Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> it's <Eric>? important. <laughs> How are you doing in lovely Griffith, Indiana? There you go. Someone's got to say it. <laughs> you know, I'm good. Um, you know, Luke, I got to say, we want to two things. Luke, thank you for 
coming on the show, helping out. You're like the Joan Rivers of like <laughs> guest hosts for Cinema Nine Pod. So oh, we appreciate it. And Travis, yeah. am I looking at uh, am I looking at a Prince of Darkness T-shirt? Is that Donald oh. Pleasance I'm seeing? This is Donald Pleasance. There he is. <laughs> there he is. That is fucking awesome. Yeah. Thank so you. other than dealing with the fact that I now have another streaming service, Movie Sphere, that I have no fucking clue what to do with, <laughs> or even how to cancel, I'm I'm doing fairly well. That's great. Um, shout out to uh, to Mike Govier, who who's not with us today. He is with his lovely girlfriend Leanne. Live. They are in. Uh, they're on sabbatical but we send them our love and affection um and luke you know mike never he, he's really diligent about not plugging his other podcast but luke is if you if if you like mike and of course you like our friend luke check out their podcast is it safe where they talk about anything i guess pretty what is much it? yeah Political rants, yeah. leftist rants, and like pop culture. Am I about right? Actually, yeah, that's perfect because yeah. I I talk more than anybody else. So no. the leftist rant part is is definitely accurate. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, as for me, I have had I mean quite a week. Pretty much since uh, this this will definitely be the longest I speak in a week because we wrapped up our last episode and like by the end of that episode, I was like, man, something's not quite right. I'm not feeling good. And I got hit real fucking hard with the flu. I've been way out of commission. I only worked today. was the first full day of work. I've worked all week. Um, not, not, not the big C or not the little C luckily, uh, not COVID got, got checked for that. And, uh, I, you know, I got, I got my uh, my flu my flu shot and then got the flu like three days later. But for any conspiracy theorists, everybody else that I work with is also sick at the same time. So if I had just gotten my flu shot like three days earlier or something, I would have been in the clear. But instead, I'm going to sound like Joan Rivers speaking of. So just bear with my weird ass voice this episode. Actually, it sounds uh, sounds sounds nice. Kind, kind like of sexy. It. Yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was only a little bit affected. <laughs> uh, well, I usually uh, kick things off with our uh, roundup of what we've been watching before we get into 1987's Blood Diner. This is a uh, listener's choice episode. This is not one that Luke picked. This was uh, picked by a guy that we know named Giovanni uh, B. and Ketty. And I think he was punking us. I'm not really sure. Um, what's up with that? We'll talk plenty more about Blood Diner as we get deeper into the show. Um, but uh, first, our quarantine viewing picks. Since I was sick, I watched a lot of movies I've, I regularly watch um, that I've seen a bunch of times. In particular, The Lord of the Rings. Whenever I get ill, I just i am like, well, I'm glued to my couch. I might as well commit to 12 hours of some of the finest cinema to ever be made. So, you know, in my delirium, that's what I did. I went to Middle Earth and that was that was nice. Had a good time with all of them. And I hadn't seen them since the last time I was sick, which was actually uh, very early 2020. So I really shouldn't complain too much, but I'm a big fucking baby. I complain a lot when I'm sick. Um, <laughs> revisited Black Widow now that it's on Disney Plus. And, uh, you know, it's it, I, I, I stand with how I feel after the first view. Um, you know, it's it's good. But it's middling Marvel. It's not among my favorite or anything. Agreed. I watched this. Uh, speaking of uh, kind of campy horror from the '80s, I watched this totally on a whim. This, this horror movie from 1986 called Spookies. Um, have you heard of it, Eric? 
Well, you're muted, so I'm going to guess you haven't heard of it. But um... <laughs> oh my god, all clowns! Sorry, <laughs> I think I'm thinking of Munchie, like that little asshole with like a leather jacket on. I, I yeah, I wasn't sure what to expect. I read I read the thingy, you know, the the bio, and I'm like, oh, this sounds kind of like High Spirits, and it wasn't. It was a lot more like Night of the Demons, maybe, but like before Night of the Demons. Um, but if you if you like campy, you know, rubbery '80s horror. With a little bit of everything in it, there's zombies and shit. I would definitely recommend Spookies, even though it's not great. It's strictly for people that like Blood Diner, for instance. Um, but since it wasn't High Spirits, I had to follow that up with High Spirits because, again, I was sick and watching stuff I've seen a million times, and I fucking love High Spirits. I, I it just, I love. I mean, I know it's like not a good movie, but I love it anyway. Uh, I really love that score. What's Dead and Buried? Uh, that's probably uh, my main recommendation of the week from uh, 1981. This is Dan O'Bannon's uh, horror contribution. Kind of a fun, different flick. If you've seen it, you you know. Um, I watched Night, The Night Watchman from 2017. Uh, some, you know, I love horror as you do, Eric, uh, and I know you do too, Luke. But like, mm-hmm. there's like a like a glut of horror in the last 10 years or so. It's like just like direct to video or direct to whatever is direct to streaming. Just like you go to the horror section of like Tubi or something. It's just like, Whoa, there's so much horror and I have no interest in fucking any of this shit. Like it just all looks terrible. You know, um, mm-hmm. when it's hard to find like, you know, what's good and what's bad, but every now and then I get lucky. Like last week I got lucky with um, uh, fried, fried berry, for instance. Uh, yeah. Uh, or the retreat—that was what I was thinking of last week. But but like this week, I watched uh, the Night Watchman, uh, plural, and uh, you know it wasn't it wasn't amazing, but it was like a kind of a fun, stupid horror comedy flick. So if you want something recent, it's from 2017. Um, that's that's you know a uh, decent horror movie. I would I would say horror comedy. I'd say the Night Watchman. You could do worse than that. And I finally, you know, Eric, and I wrap this up. I watched. The you might know this too. Look, I, I watched the two horror movies from uh 1968, one of which I'd seen before, one of which I had not. Which what are the two horror movies from 1968? Rosemary's Baby and um, this is pop, pop quiz, yeah, it's a pop quiz. But a little, little guess, quiz, uh, hot shot. the other question, the other answer was Night of the Living Dead. Now, there's other horror movies from oh, that year, okay. but it's a seminal year for horror. Which I've seen Night of the Living Dead, of course, but God, it's still so fucking good. It's so punk rock. Yeah, uh, it's so just like dirty and gritty. I love it. And uh, and Rosemary's Baby, like you know, it's over fifty years, fifty years old. Mm. So like a, a lot of it had been spoiled for me, uh, which is why I kind of hadn't seen it before. I kind of was like, I think I know what's going to happen in Rosemary's Baby. Um, uh, Ex- Exorcist was spoiled for me, so I get it. Yeah, but, but like eventually you have to bridge that gap and like, okay, I'm going to sit down and watch it. And uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I can see why it's a fucking classic. I mean, it was, yeah. it, was ob- it was obviously good. And then the last movie I watched of the week was Blood Diner, which will be Blood Diner. Oh, Blood Diner. <laughs> Blood Diner. Uh, oh, who wants to go next? God. What you guys been watching? Jesus. Eric, what you been watching? Well, dude, uh, well, I guess you could call this body horror. I watched Weekend at Bernie's last week. Uh, it's, been it. about, uh, it's been about it's been about thirty years. The Lichtenstein. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's been a hell of a lot. Now we all know the plot involves two losers who use a dead body to gain access to an exclusive beach party. But I'm thinking to myself while I'm watching this, how, exactly how long 
is Bernie dead during the ration, the duration of these events? Because I think like the body starts to like straight up decompose after like 24 hours. I think it's literally a weekend. I think he dies on a Friday afternoon. And I think the, yeah. the movie goes until yeah. Sunday, like Sunday mid morning. Yeah. I did some calculations and uh, I, I was disturbed <laughs> by the results. I estimated that Bernie passed at about 5 PM on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. And he, uh, right. body finally wound up getting buried around <laughs> Sunday night, but it was filled with water. Totally fucked. I mean, <laughs> terrible but e, I, I laughed a burn few times e. yeah. no, I, I still love it man and i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna defend jonathan silverman as, as not being a loser in that movie andy mccarthy's a bit of a loser in that movie but i'm gonna say J jonathan silverman he's all right well, <laughs> oh, shit. at what point at what point does the body become totally rigid <laughs> I, I, dude, I don't know there's a sequel so maybe like two years later i don't know the sequel <laughs> picks up right where the last one left off oh okay yeah don't don't worry <laughs> wow. i mean it's it's rigor mortis usually is like what six hours or something <laughs> like that's it that body would be like yeah. a board it would be like moving a two by four around yeah <laughs> or like a like a giant four by eight piece of plywood at what point yeah. during the party does his bowels loosen and he just empties all over the floor yeah i was wondering that probably that happened right off the bat. That happened in the office right <laughs> he's definitely not just like leisurely looking relaxed on that couch at the beach house i don't know what that shit's all about yeah there it is there it is i never i you know what i've never seen uh I, i've never seen pretty woman from 1990 i lived my entire life without watching this film and uh, I finally got around to watching it last night. And I got to tell you, I, I loved the film. Like, uh, I was really impressed. Uh, I, all my life, all my entire life, I've been asking myself the same question over and over again. Why is Richard Gere in movies? Why is this guy an actor? Why, why do they allow this guy to be in movies? He's so boring. I dug him in the film, man. He's warm and romantic. So I want to apologize for Richard Gere for the uh, horrific verbal abuse I've been tossing his way all these years. Because... I liked his performance in this in this romantic comedy. Uh, I mean, granted, all my life I thought like I, I literally thought that she was just like like poor and like this was a rag to riches story. Like he took her under his wing, like to like make her head. I had no idea she was like a call girl. So I'm watching oh, yeah. that like this was like a, on every home video shelf in America. Like sweet grandmas taking their families to it. Yes, like, yes. It's about like a hooker. It's prepping America for the sex worker revolution that is about to come. <laughs> People are Eric, people are getting Eric, more and more accepting. How did you not know this was a story about? I, I, I also I remember it's her in that dress, like giggling when like he shuts that pearl case, and I'm like, oh, like she's like fish out of water. I, I had no clue what this was about. <laughs> That's a fish out of water story. Yeah, yeah, uh, no one get it. I don't know if you guys talked about this on it's it's is it safe podcast, but I watched that Dave Chappelle special, and I've been laughing my ass off in this guy's specials. Since you know the mid '90s, turned it off. I mean, I, and I guess more people are talking about it. It's it's kind of disgusting. I, don't, I, it's just really like xenophobic and transphobic shit disguised as comedy. Enough is enough, man. Like, at what point are you joking and are you just being an asshole? Because I hated this special and I was kind of pissed off. Hmm. I think I've hit the point, and I'm going to say this one time. I don't fucking care about Dave Chappelle. Don't, don't fucking care. I don't know, man. I just, I, it really grossed me out. I love that I said it two times. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, st he's still my favorite comedian of all time. Oh, yeah? Have you oh, watched this? 
Of course I did. And I still think it's fucking hilarious, but I also think of course it's uh, entirely super insensitive to some pretty marginalized groups. And, you know, there's definitely a strong argument to be made whether or not, you know, he's kind of more or less directly or indirectly causing harm to these groups by, you know, his comedy. I still found it to be very funny. I was going to rewatch it to see if I missed something given Mm. all the controversy that has kind of sprouted up uh just because i'm not going to be and naturally i'm not going to be nearly as sensitive to some of those comments as somebody who is harmed by those comments might be you know and i completely understand that my opinion isn't everything so of course i i know that so i want to watch it again you know give it another round but Hmm. he still is one of my favorite he he still is like my favorite comedian uh of all time but he does have this do you not understand he does punch down a lot uh, i've been like reading a bunch of other stuff about other people's grievances with his comedy over the years you know how he punches down on like crackheads and all that kind of stuff so yeah maybe that's like starting to change the aperture that i have you know yeah. to look at Chappelle's comedy but i mean it's it's hard when that happens but like i you know like van morrison and me we were like this but lately I think we're just we're like, we're like this um you hey, know hey listen uh, no i hey well it'll be no love lost man i mean it is what it is if it's if it's, yeah i mean uh, if it's garbage and he's being harmful then fuck him I don't they're care. entertainers not our family mm-hmm. at the end of the day uh yeah. I, you know i was i was thinking about this and i'm sorry eric but we really cut please, in on you here but please. Um, I was thinking about this though. I haven't watched the special is that like he disappeared Dave Chappelle He disappeared from the public eye because like he couldn't go out in public, right? Like he's like he had a bit about like I couldn't go to Disney World without people being like hey You know like yelling profanity in front of his children and shit like he I mean at what point maybe 20 Maybe 15 years ago. Like when did he lose? all ability to have like any real perspective on society or as someone who interacts like the rest of us. I mean, like <laughs> back in the day, he had like his observations that he could like make, but like he's completely removed from society. It might as well be Elon Musk up there spouting fucking, you know, comedy bits, you know, like you, who are you? You're not one of us. Like, like you're just not like, you're not. <laughs> You're, oh, that's man. a good. That's a good fucking point. I would say the second he moved to uh, Africa, so- Soft Springs, Ohio. Oh yeah, that. Fuck he lives. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. He lives in a gated community in Ohio, right. and, and right. he's completely open. It. It's right? cool, fine, yeah. whatever. You know, he lives. Yeah, in Ohio. I mean, isn't, he, isn't he? No, that's, I was gonna say, is anybody with Bill Clinton? That's Chris Tucker. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, check it out and see for yourself. But it just left a bad taste in my mouth. Uh, I, I can understand I can that, like right off the bat. Even as a mm-hmm. fan, I can understand that. You know, well, she was. Well, on the brighter side of things, I, I also want to direct a personal apology to director John Carpenter. I've been <laughs> trashing his 1983 film Christine for many, many years. You have. What? Yeah, yeah, you've known that. I've always That's, said good thing. I don't pay attention uh, to the things you me. say. Yeah, um, but but you know what? I took a look at it last week. I fucking loved it. Yeah, I great. almost watched it right when it was over, man. I don't know what the hell has been wrong with me. The fog, I still stand by. Not oh, this is the, this love is the classic flip flop that you did. Yeah, you it's a classic flip flop, man. I I love Christine, man. Uh, it's fucking fantastic. It's really good. And Travis, man, you're gonna like this. Uh, I haven't seen this one. Speaking of Stephen King. Uh, in, in Christ, since it came out like in 19, what is it, 85, 86? Silver Bullet? Dude. Oh, man. Gary Bucci. 
Yeah. I, I, I fucking love this movie so much. And we've got, okay, so we've got Corey Haim as, and I'm not joking, Marty Coleslaw. You aware of this, Travis? Marty <laughs> Coleslaw. That's the character's name. That's Coleslaw. the character's last name? I, yeah. I did not oh, think Coleslaw. <laughs> so anyway, man. Um, dude, we've got Gary Busey, who is actually, if you'd sit down and think about it, this is actually a really fine actor. I think he actually is legitimately a great actor. But this is a performance mm-hmm. fueled entirely by cocaine. It's completely <laughs> off the rails and entertaining in a great way, man. When the whole entire congregation turns into werewolves and like that one's like banging on the organ and it's fucking awesome. I love Silverboy. I, I think I've been returning to it again and again over these years. Wait, uh, who who directed Silverboy? I'm sorry if you just it covered was, that. It was this one dude, and it was his only film uh, somehow. And I Holy thought crap. Yeah. was awesome, but he does TV and stuff ever since. But Christ, man, uh, I undervalued it for all my life. Fucking thought it was fantastic. Legitimately, non-ironically, I thought it was good. It's a damn fine werewolf film. It's like a jaw. It's like Jaws, but with werewolves, because you got the town trying to figure out how to handle this situation, and like all the members are trying to like team up and take kill this werewolf. And I fucking loved it. Uh, I also want to tell you that I loved Alice, Sweet Alice from 1976. Have you seen this? Like, you like it's it's about like a, a these two sisters. They're like 10, 11, They're twins, and one of them's a murderer, and she's trying to kill her entire family. It's fucking weird, man. It stars Linda Miller, Jason Patrick's mother, a beautiful woman. Uh, yeah, it's it's very underrated uh, slasher horror in the late 70s. Thought it was fantastic. The Manor just came out. It's a Blumhouse churned out, uh, like vanilla, generic as hell, trash. Barbara Hershey still dropped that gorgeous yeah, at 73, but I hated The Manor. It was yeah. awful. All right. Barbara Hershey was in a movie recently. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. she was in something else recently, too. I mean, she's kind of been coming back. Yeah, um, she's good. She's she's really she's good in the movie, but the movie is just Damn. so tepid. It's just useless. And that's it, man. Silver bullet. Christ, man. <laughs> All right. Luke, anything besides Mr. Chappelle? Yeah, well, I'll try. I mean, I'll try to keep this little a little quick. Okay, first of all, Barbara Depends. Hershey, that that right unless we have that, to talk about Blood Diner, the better. Take your time, man. <laughs> out. Uh-oh, tilting this in. Let's just shoot, let's chew into that time no, as much I'm not. as possible. Um, yeah, thanks a lot, uh John Beyond Shet. Your name <laughs> is supposed to be pronounced. Remember that. Um, I'm, I'm sure he doesn't agree with you, but continue. <laughs> no, that's that's a that's a blast in the past. Um man. Barbara Hershey, that, that reminds me, The Entity. Fucking mm-hmm. awesome. 1981. The, the scariest first one hour of any movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Wow, man. Damn, yeah. I want to see that again. That I've first been... 60 minutes is... There is a rape scene in this, right? Uh, yeah. That's the only reason the I haven't watched entity. it. Yeah. By yeah. Entity. Yes, I'm talking about The Entity. That's no, why no, I haven't watched it. It's, it's Two? By an, it's by an it's invisible by the, entity. You know, I understand yes. by an invisible entity, but I mean, yes. like, no, it is what... fucked up. Yes, it is fucked up. Yeah. But it is uh, just like uh, rape in general. Uh, what most studies say is that it is about power and you not about, say. yeah. So, not I mean, quite as it funny is a, as it is when uh, Ray with rape by a ghost in Ghostbusters, but no, but not still, quite, anyway, not quite. Mind. Yeah, not you all race dance. You don't make that job. face if you're getting raped. I mean, <laughs> it was not, maybe non-consensual yeah, is, exactly. I don't know. Wait, we're getting picky territory. Never mind. So, anyways, what have you been watching, Luke? Race dance got a blowjob. Um, <laughs> race dance. 
So there were two things that I actually watched recently. Uh, one, one being, and yeah, I don't want to retread. We did talk about this on Is It Safe? I think I have way too many, way too many opinions about it, given that I haven't even finished the fucking series, but the Many Saints of Newark. And I just, I couldn't, I hated it. Um, I just, I really hated it. I just think, you know, stuff is being churned out based on the the value of other things that are created. I mean, it's just like, it's like being part of the MCU. It's like throwing out, you know, what, what's his, what's his face? Um, Cumberbatch and, and Dr. Time or whatever that fucking movie you was called. Stop talking. <laughs> You'll you get kicked off the stream. Yep. Classic Travis will Travis will just kick you off the stream and say, Doctor Strange yeah. is a yeah. fucking great movie." Number one, it's not, it's not Doctor Time. No, it's not Doctor Time. <laughs> Doctor Time for you to shut the fuck up with your bad opinion. Yeah, we no, we, we talked about um, <laughs> we we talked in depth about uh, many Saints in Newark last week, so we're not going to get too in depth with you here. But yeah, oh, we you did okay. Cool. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We echo all your right, sentiment. So we, can skip past that. we were all pretty disappointed. As is oh, the world. Very disappointed. Like, yeah, very the the other one, the other movie I watched, which man, I have not seen it in fucking forever, and I always forget how much I love Altman movies. But I watched The Player. Oh. Love it. Fuck, man. Absolutely incredible. Holy cow. I haven't seen that movie in so long. I I literally forgot how it ended. And it's like, how could you forget that ending? You know, you know, Vincent D'Onofrio and that, like, I mean, like, obviously, yes. of course, like Full Metal Jacket, but like growing up, I was always like, I don't know, man, I really love him in the player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, he was so, he was so incredible in the player. And he was such a, he was such a complicated character because he, you expect him to, to just, uh, you know, accept the, mm. you know, just accept the approach of, Tim Robbins and he just he just doesn't accept it he like just keeps pushing back and it's like he's not even the fucking guy you know and it's like he's just that's a difficult that is a very difficult character to pull off you know somebody that is believably uh you know antithetical to your heroes mm. kind of point of view yet yet just also uh, completely not just believable, but somebody that you really, you really truly, you know, you wish he was the one that survived, you know? I mean, I don't know. He was incredible. Uh, he was fucking amazing. That movie is absolutely phenomenal. And that is going to set me down a, a Robert Altman path, you know, for sure, for sure. Well, just, just skip Popeye. Popeye and go to Nashville and shortcuts. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Popeye. Okay. Oh, you like Popeye? What? I do like Popeye, and if you guys want to have a, if you want to have a bonus episode, you let me know. I will jump on and <laughs> tell you all about it. Uh, maybe Best next time you host, made. we need to have you on as a host with the four of us. We need to have you not replacing somebody else. We have, we'll have you where you, where you can pick the movie and come on. Be, and yeah. Then you can bring fucking Popeye if you want. To. <laughs> oh, be quite quite unfair to Michael <laughs> if I started talking about Popeye without him on there. Yes, I, I know how that goes. There, we, there's certain I mean, I, 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 I get why people hated it. I get why people hated it. But... Watch anything uh, else? Is that is that your list? No, that's it. I mean, that, right. that's my list. That's that's what I've been watching. Oh, Squid Game. I've gotten so. You guys have probably already talked about this, but I've gotten so I haven't watched this fucking it. show. Really? I haven't. I haven't watched it. No. Eric, uh, Squid Game. Every time I turn on my TV, it's either. Uh... <laughs> Well, it's not from Pretty Woman. It's just straight horror. So I can't, I can't venture into that right now. That's kind Squid of the game. thing. Yeah, I, Squid I mean, Game is an amazing horror. Um, 
Um, oh, okay. It's a, it's about capitalism. So it'll tell you everything you want to know about horror, which is fun. I mean, I am interested in that. Um, but yeah, I, since I was sick this week, I was just wanted to watch stuff I've already seen. And, um, but, sure. uh, and then also if I, other than that, I've been, yeah, I've, it's, I mean, like my whole house is like all spooky ooky. I'm watching fucking horror movies and I, that's the mode I'm in, you know? Yeah. looks like blasters in there. <laughs> Except for the carpet. <laughs> oh, there was a what recommendation. I actually have been meaning to rewatch it, but recommendation for everybody out there is the brood. <laughs> the yeah. brood. Yeah, we Friday talked about brood. that a few weeks or a couple months ago. Did you? Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I watched it for the first time. Um amazing. But, uh, yeah, it's fucking yeah. great. Well, then I second I second the motion. If if you liked it, I second the motion. I, I definitely did. I, I uh, you know, I don't know if I've seen. I'm trying to think of any Cronenberg I've seen that I haven't liked. I'm mm-hmm. sure there's. I'm sure there's one or two, but I, I wasn't that into Dead Ringers. Now that I think about it, um, but wow, but I hate still respect it. You know, oh, of course, I mean, yeah, you're like, oh, this is an amazing movie, absolutely respect. The only one that I didn't, I didn't love was Crash, but I haven't watched it since 1995. So late Crash, hmm. but yeah, I haven't seen yeah. it. Since. So, oh, Christ. All right, we. All right, uh, elephant in the room <laughs> we we do this thing where we just throw out you know usually we have kind of like more policed uh, way of going about our listeners choice thing <laughs> of late but this time we just kind of threw out a wide net and said hey just send us you know whatever suggestions you got we'll put them in the random number generator and whatever ends up ends up and what ended up was this movie called they which they. i mistakenly thought was directed by uh, Wes craven but was just produced by him but then whoever submitted that um they withdrew that submission so we did it again, and we went with uh, 1987's Blood Diner, which was Giovanni Bianchetti's uh, suggestion to us. So we all sat down dutifully, uh, you know, uh, in good faith to watch the film Blood Diner, which I knew fuck all about. I love that poster. I wish that the diner in the movie was a standalone, like, side, like, you know, like a freeway diner, or a highway diner, like yeah. it's in the, in the cover box. Um, but uh, so that was literally, all I knew was that it was called Blood Diner and that took place in a diner and there was a horror movie. Did you guys know anything else about it? Never heard of it. I figured it was kind of like Motel Hell, I, which I think is an underrated horror movie from the 80s. But damn, I sat down with my pen and paper ready <laughs> to, let ready to, you know, take a critical eye on this effort <laughs> and... Let's just say I set the pe- pen and paper down about a couple minutes in. Okay. Uh, Luke, you're unfamiliar with it as well? <laughs> yeah, quite. <laughs> <laughs> I figure there's three types oh, of people boy. that's going to be listening to this podcast right now. It's going to be people that you know are our regular listeners um, that just kind of listen along with us. And thank you. Hello. We appreciate you. Um, and, th- and then we have maybe on another person that might be watching, might be even be regular listeners who's actually seen the movie, which hello, John B and Ketty. I'm guessing that's you and no one else. And so then of course, much. no, he didn't even watch it. He just, what he looked up is like worst thing you could watch. And then he just, <laughs> and then of course the most people that would be watching or, or listening would likely be people that really like blood diner and don't regularly listen to our podcast. So for those people, welcome. <laughs> we're we're going to rip Blood Diner a new asshole now. <laughs> are we? Are we though? Are we, are we, though? we might not. We might not. What's your guess on the IMDb score? Christ. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, lo- love it or leave it, it is a cult classic. So um, I think the people that, that liked it gave it a favorable review so they could get people to maybe see it. I'll say maybe five, five, two, five, two. That's, 
That's a low bar. Luke, what do you think? Damn, I feel like he's close. Um, it's just like Price is Right. I yeah. think <laughs> I'm gonna go. Oh man, I'm, I gotta go five one. I, I'm, I'm willing to even. I'm willing to to like use the wrong strategy because right. I think five one has got to be it. Well, I'll be honest with you. The number in my head was five, but I was thinking five okay. nine. The answer wow. is five point three out of <laughs> four thousand oh five hundred votes. Wow, five point three. Wait, how many um, votes? Wow. <laughs> Let's get into some critical reviews. What do you say? Uh, who, who has critically reviewed this movie? That's a real question. Uh, <laughs> Stacy Pounder over at Final Girl says, uh, wait, this is a full fucking thing. No, we're not going to read this whole thing. I need blurbs. Oh, I went to the critics' reviews. I guess that's not what I want. I don't know. Um, yeah, this is taking me directly to uh whole reviews which we don't want um <laughs> i got one uh if you're a fan of truly wacky shit blood diner is absolutely essential <laughs> it's rare to find a film yeah. that aims for intentionally so bad it's good that it hits the mark blood diner hits way more than it misses oh wow yeah all right what's up to Youngo piate Thank you for joining us. I have no idea if I pronounced that correctly. Youngo Piate, Youngo Piate, but they're doing cocaine and drinking beers. That's okay. <laughs> Fuck yes, that's awesome. Good for them. Jesus. Christ. Well, we got seven. We what are we I'm doing? At seven reviews on IMDb. Okay, hit us. I mean, shit, for a movie that that known, I'm a little little disappointed that there's not more, at least, you know, lambasting the, the picture. Or praising. I'm down for either, but just give us a review. Gruesomely, um, James Kendrick of the Q Network Film Desk says, "Gruesomely silly, but not even remotely as funny as it thinks it is." Blood Diner is something of a chore to get through, even for those of us who might otherwise appreciate a gory black comedy. One out of four stars. Did that I means he it? doesn't. That means he doesn't appreciate it. Mm. <laughs> that's like the exact way somebody who really tells you they, they don't really understand or care. Remember a couple of years ago? I mean, uh, I usually appreciate this stuff, but this is not good. Yeah, no shit. So I'm thinking, as it's it quite obvious to pop into one's head, of trauma films while I'm, I'm watching this. And sure. you think of a movie like The Toxic Avenger. I just checked. It's the 6.2 on the IMDb. And it's generally known as like a fun, entertaining movie. Really fucking dumb. But it's genuinely known as something that like knows what it is and is funny and stupid. Uh, so... Do we look at this like that, or do we just eviscerate it and say this has no value? Well, I mean, I think that there's an in-between. I know that sitting down, I'm like, okay, this is going to be a movie like with a plot and like with arcs and like stuff. And then very quickly, I'm like, oh, we've gone full street trash. Like this is we're in full street yeah. trash mode, which is yeah. fine. Like I, I like street trash quite a bit. Um, so like once I was like, oh, okay, this is we're in this absurdist mode, and then I was able right. to like appreciate it a lot more. Uh, did I appreciate it as much as the filmmakers intended or as much as the cult pe the people have considered a cult classic uh, think it is? I don't know that I did that. Um, but uh, I had I definitely, you know, had to readjust my mindset. And I do like movies in that mode that it's in. Oh, man. You know, I'm watching this and I'm like, well, Christ, I bet you any money me and Kitty saw this at the dungeon back in 04 because me and Matt and Jeff Johnson, sorry to get too esoteric here, but in Madison, we would watch Torben, the sinful dwarf 
Curse of the Queer Wolf, like the dumbest exploitation <laughs> horror from the 80s you can possibly imagine. And this is just right, right in there with all of that. So it's just get a 40 of Mickey's and like watch this at <laughs> one in the morning when you're out of your mind from a night at the elbow room. So that was my main thought. My main takeaway is that I I, I wasn't plastered drunk for this. And, and were I plastered drunk while watching it, I, I think that's the mindset you kind of And you're not 22 and you've got all this experience and wisdom, uh, you know, maybe, maybe baggage, maybe not baggage. You know, did you guys know that, uh, did you guys know that James Gunn got his start in trauma? Of oh, course. for sure. You guys all know that? Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's definitely a heritage in, like, the, the trauma film, like, universe. Like, there's there's real, there's real, like, artistry there. I mean, it's like schlock, but it's, it's using schlock and trashiness and all that stuff in a way that is supposed to be more or less coherent i think coherent in a way that that merges with an ideology there's something more to it than that like something like this was was an absolute onslaught a true like pastiche of just non-stop just non-stop fucking broken references uh <laughs> non sequiturs uh pure sleeves pure trash and like there's something to that as well i guess it's just really not you know, on my, on my wavelength. Uh, I don't really know how to, who, how to hmm. critique that. I don't really know. How, I don't know, really know where to put that. When I, I can um, watch trauma and I can, I can toxic Avenger. I mean, you know, we're talking about somebody mm -hmm. that's, you know, this is about toxic waste, you know I mean? <laughs> it's pretty simple. It's yeah. pretty simple. Right. Uh, there's just, this is just so fucking bananas. I mean, I guess I could appreciate it on that level. I just, I, when I, I can't follow it. When I was um, 20, I wrote a short screenplay for a short film that never got made that Mongoose. had some, um, no, 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 no. <laughs> a short, a short film when I was in full, when I was at full sale. And uh, it, it was, I was trying to make it like, it was like, I was submitting it to be like the student film that we as a group would make. Mm -hmm. And uh, it had some elements of this. It was definitely there. I know there was one point where like the main characters suddenly transformed into clowns for no reason. And we're like chopping someone up. Um, so like, I think that there's kind of <laughs> like a early twenties punk rock vibe to this filmmaking that I can really yeah. uh, identify with. Cause I, I really um, shout out to Jackie Hong, our director here. Like she definitely, right. she definitely has like, th there's definitely like a nihilistic fuck you kind of like, we're, yeah. this, isn't, this isn't your parents movie kind of feel here, um, which, you know, gotta, gotta respect that. Yeah, for sure. And I'm, and I'm watching it and there's like this, like, 60s hip edge to it that I kind of appreciated. It reminded me of, what Bob Clark used to do uh, with movies like even A Christmas Story. You know, I can't believe Whoa. I'm comparing Blood Diner to A Christmas Story, but I'm going to make that comparison. There's this really bizarre niche nostalgia to it going on that I kind of appreciated. Uh, and of course, Black Christmas, which he also made, which is actually fucking awesome. The, the uh, dream. Uh, yeah. Also Death Dream, if you haven't seen that. The, the problem I have with it as far Death as the nostalgia goes is that like uh, on a purely personal note like to watch something from 87 that's like oh 20 years ago night the mid 1960s i'm like well shit now if we were 
hey, like let's let's shoot something for 20 years ago. It's not gonna be like the do wah wah shit. It's gonna be yeah. fucking third eye blind <laughs> going on in the background. Yeah. I'm like, We're oh man. this really makes you like yeah, yeah, all the 80s nostalgia of the 1960s and 50s is like it's always just a, a smack in the face of how old we are now. <laughs> but okay, it opens with and God bless it for this because it opens with God this disclaimer it. that pretty much tells you, hey, look, <laughs> if, if you're expecting like anything of, of merit here on par with anything you've seen, like even basket case, just get the fuck out because it's telling you exactly what you're in for. So you're either in or you're out after that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, when your movie starts with a disclaimer that, hey, this is fucked up, <laughs> you're yeah. going into something. <laughs> Shit, man. I, I just don't know what to say about this one. I mean, you we got a brain that that uh brain with eyes. How how where's this voice box? How is it talking to these guys? Yeah. Wait, did he not did he not sound like uh, did not sound like Triumph the insult comic? <laughs> yes, 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 Dude, very I, much. I, I now that was, Robert Michael was probably inspired by <laughs> Uncle Anwar. That was driving me nuts. I was like, what is this? That's, that's I, I couldn't focus. I couldn't focus on the film, so I had to pause it. Yeah. And I had to really think about it. Like, where am I here? I am. And then it's like, I am. Put those two sluts on the shopping list. <laughs> yes, that's it. <laughs> yeah, it's Triumph. You're right, Luke. Uh, but, you know, I, I like, so let's let's start with Anwar, the brand. Yeah. Like, I really like, yeah. so I, 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 I'm not that early 20s me. I am very much a literalist most of the time. Like as I'm watching this, I'm like, the brain would be rotted. What do you mean? Why is the brain? Why are the why aren't the eyes rotted? Why are the eyes still there? And then it's like, why aren't people responding to the fact that there's a jar? Like he's like just propped up in the window for like the first part of the film. Like just before they put the glass up, he's just like there, just like watching people and like I don't know. Um there takes this movie takes a ton of suspension of disbelief, I guess is where I'm going with this. Of course. Yeah, yeah, which I mean, lots of films do, but like, mm. uh, we, you kind of get walked through your suspension of disbelief a lot of times. Like, there's like these these connections, you know, because it's like, <laughs> I don't know, it's like there's a whole network of storytelling that's taking place as opposed Isn't to like this punch in the face of absurdity. No, well, don't you think? Don't you think that it's it's like the exact opposite though? It's like it is it is the willing. Uh, it, it is not suspension of disbelief. This is this movie is not asking you to believe and ride along. It's a, or, or it's asking you to ride along. It's not asking you to believe. It's really? saying like I, mean, I have a hard time riding let's along. Get, if I, let's if get I'm... fucking let's get fucking bananas right now. Like let's go crazy. And I think that feels more like it. I mean, suspension of disbelief might be something that you deal with with uh i don't know something like uh uh what is the like 12 monkeys suspension of disbelief super important for a movie like that sure so what you're saying is you can't in real life uh batter up a woman and deep fryer and have her head turned into a fritter and knock it off with a broom in real life speaking of deep frying <laughs> If you deep fry fingers, you have to bread them first and denail them, obviously. Yeah. You got to rip the nails yeah. out. It turns Everybody into knows a that. hush puppy. It turns puppy. into a hush puppy and he hush just puppy. knocks it right off her fucking neck. That, that, well, scene, that, that scene did have the um, uh, one of. I, well, I laughed. I laughed twice. And uh, one of my laughs of this movie was, oh, shit, my purse. I really, really got a kick out of, yeah. oh, shit, my purse. That was funny. 
The well, uh, the donut head did not really do it for me. I gotta say, absurd, but I didn't laugh at it. I'm yeah. telling you, there, there's so there's so much. I like. I probably made four or five notes. I guess I I wish I could read them better because they got rained on. No, my notebook is completely <laughs> rained on, so everything is bleeding together. Adjusted. Which is probably perfect for this. Yeah, um, actually, it really is. It's just like it was overload, man. It, and I, there's something I totally appreciate about that. Like every little, every comment, every line of dialogue actually is incredibly funny if it was in a different setting, in a different movie, and for a different purpose. It's just that it's in this movie and it's too fucking much. Yeah. I, Luke, I would agree because I, I'm, I, it starts and I'm like, this is, this is too infantile. I can't do this right now. I'm not going to be laughing. I just want this to end. And then as it's going on and on, I'm thinking to myself, well, I'm not bored. And like, for me, the greatest sin a movie can do is, is bore you. Um, and <laughs> yeah. I found it to at least be entertaining. Like I enjoyed watching it. I, paused it when i went to the bathroom and i'm legitimately <laughs> laughing at some lines uh you know cut off yeah. my hands and laugh about it will you uh oh not crafty <laughs> enough the dude's heads get run over like they all laugh and they're like dude you okay clearly his head was just crushed by a tire like it makes thanks killing look like citizen kane yes but I'm still laughing. <laughs> I, I, i'm gonna compare it to another one of my favorite comedies uh uhf Every single fucking thing that happens in UHF is beyond absurd. It's, it's truly ridiculous to, to the uh, uh, exponentially ridiculous, but it's fucking funny and there's value and, and it's a good time. So why do I trash this and not that? Is it because we got these like bimbos running around and it's so exploitive and so sleazy? I don't know. Well, I mean, for one, you're not, you're not really trapped. No, go ahead. Oh, did I touch? Did I touch, <laughs> a, did I touch a hot mic? Whatever, Doctor Time, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> sorry, go ahead. all right, go sorry, ahead. Travis. I'm sorry about that. Um, oh God, man, I just know I wrote I wrote a note and I was just I finally just peeled back the pages, the wet pages of my fucking notebook, and it was like nude aerobicizing cheerleaders. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man. And they were like, we can't just be nude aerobicizing cheerleaders. We have to be the best nude aerobicizing cheerleaders. And five seconds later, they get fucking perforated by a guy in a Reagan mask. Yeah. And so, like, I, I keep trying to find some, you know, usually movies like this, I keep looking for those uh, for themes. You know, the one thing. The one main thing that I came across was like, well, the, the the first position I took was like, okay, this is like a response to satanic panic, you know? Yeah, maybe. yeah, so, maybe. And then it's then it's the nude robicizing cheerleaders, <laughs> and Reagan just murders them all. And so that was that sure. was another one. But don't forget the videographer with her tits out because you know you can't do good videography if you don't have your tits out. Oh too. my god, when True. she she steps behind like from behind the camera and she's like ladies listen we need to do this and i was like her shirt is open what the hell is going on it's yeah it's completely absurd you never uh, ask it, a cast member to do something that you yourself are not willing to do luke come uh, on now directing 101 actually a good robert altman story for that for mash uh they they had a, a nudity scene and i forget the the actress's name but she didn't want to be nude so when 
they were ready to do the scene, Robert Altman and all the guys dropped their pants <laughs> and oh were like, gosh. all right, this is probably more hostile environment. Probably didn't help. Not the uh, inclusive uh, group hug that maybe Brian Singer uh, try that. Uh, probably didn't help. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, guys don't like to show their penises, so yeah, maybe it did. Anyhow, moving on. Sorry about that. Uh, um, but yeah, no, just the roboticizing fucking cheerleaders doesn't fucking crack so me up. I, 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 so many lines, so many lines in this are yeah. actually funny as fuck. Yeah. I uh I gotta be that guy. I mean, like I just I just can't watch scenes of people like getting mowed down in movies anymore. I just can't. I just fucking can't. I don't care when it's from. Like if it if it's just people doing their thing and uh someone comes in and starts killing them all, it just I don't know, it kinda triggers me a little bit. I don't I don't I can't find humor in that. Not Sorry. not a fan of uh you're just not a fan of mass shootings. I get it. I'm yeah, I'm gonna come out with the bold stance <laughs> that I am not a fan of mass shootings. No, the scene itself <laughs> I'll take your wasn't emails. funny. The scene itself wasn't funny. No, the, no, that, that's the, kind of my the point. The setup is bizarre. And then I guess... It was, it was supposed to be funny. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing I'm trying to figure out because as much of this movie that is like pure sleaze and trash and like on purpose, like very much sure. on purpose. Yeah. Um, there are like moments where you're like, well, wait a minute, like, that's that seems like a that seems like a legit comment, you know. Reagan is just murdering a bunch of like, uh, like vegetarian jazzercisers, females, yeah. jazzercisers. You know, they make so many. They make such a grand effort to. They make such a grand effort to kind of uh, establish that there is this scene that exists that is something new. And this is Maybe. you know this was eighty seven, right? So mm -hmm. it's like. Vegetarians, health food places, people exactly. are jazzercising, all that. Yeah, yeah. And the guy who comes in and like fucking like mercs everybody. This is obviously it's one of the you know mentally un unfortunate nephews, but he's wearing a fucking Reagan mask. And yeah, I don't know. I think I feel like that that matters at that point. You know, I mean, we're dealing with. We're dealing with six, seven years of uh, Reaganism at that point. And clearly there was a, a backlash against all of those, all of those types of odd movements, which, you know, you, which you know, basically morphed into like, you know, a kind of neoliberal identity or whatever, which is not great. But, you know, I mean, those, those were things where there was a ton of fucking backlash and it's it's, this it's weird. It's so fucking weird. Is it critiquing the backlash? Is this part of the backlash? What are you saying? Mm. Well, no, I, I think I think there are. I just think there are moments where it's there's some form of clear sense of ideology or politics. But well, the blood but certainly so trickled down. I'll give you that. Yeah. Say again. Yeah, yeah. What's that? I said the blood certainly trickled down. Excuse the. Uh, Oh, there, oh, anybody? It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> How about a religion that predates Australopithecines? How about that? <laughs> they say five million years. Since five million BC. Yeah, five million BC. Travis, Travis keeps making up words again. <laughs> yeah, man. You tell me Shitar wasn't hanging with a Giganothippicus or whatever the fuck? Yeah, not Ishtar, Shitar. Not Shitar. Sumerians, Lumerians. All right. Cool. <laughs> Once Thank again. you. Okay, that was another thing that was driving me crazy. I was like, but did I just mishear that? And I was like, I put the freaking uh, subtitles on. 
No. <laughs> so it's, it's like that's Sumerians. Yeah, no. <laughs> but it's not Sumerians. It's not. <laughs> it's Damn. the Lumerians. Uh, lots of Hitler stuff. Yeah, um, maybe a little too much. It's a little. I was getting a little yucky. So I mean, but like you know, our <laughs> hero <laughs> serial killer wants to you know he he takes bites out of out of uh, J- Jimmy Hitler or Johnny Hitler whatever the fuck is Jimmy name. Hitler Jimmy, Jimmy Hitler. Hitler. Um, but then the, the, then of course there's like the Hitler backing band, which is a whole yeah. other thing. But that was like that was a big part of punk rock in the in the mid '80s, right? Sex Pistols and Susie yeah. and the Banshee and shit. Mm-hmm. New York Dolls, they all sure. were fucking swastikas, I guess. So so that's I guess it's punk rock that there's swastikas in here yeah. she tar fucked him up so i guess that's yeah. a good thing <laughs> she tar <laughs> i sound like she tar right now <laughs> but yeah i mean <laughs> uh, yeah hell yeah but i mean you want to talk about clearly like low budget filmmaking of this caliber goes back to uh roger corman is who i really think of first and that's late 50s in the 60s or even ed wood i mean but these are filmmakers that especially in the case of ed wood that legitimately thought they were making good movies we laugh at them because they're so cheap and so ridiculous and they're they were oblivious to it but roger corman saw it as like a money-making machine and stuff like that but he still was trying to make like some some legitimate film that wasn't just completely uh self-aware like like what we have here yeah this is this is very self-aware this is very much you know trying to be absurd Mm -hmm. this is a comedy more than a horror i mean it's very sadistic i mean it's like you know um that's kind of what it's going for too i feel uh which is partly what the disclaimer is at the beginning is about like no we're not sadist man (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's that's immediately why i thought like that's immediately why I was just like, okay, satanic panic is just everybody being upset about fucking heavy metal and punk rock and literally everything under the sun. Super fucking reactionary. That is that is the note to the reactionary people that might be watching that movie. And I've you know I've like that um, Jackie Hong does plenty Kong. of interviews. Um, in the, is it Kong? I'm sorry, Kong. Yeah, yeah, Jackie Kong. Sorry, dude. I thought I thought you were like I thought you were pronouncing it right, and I was pronouncing it wrong. I no, like, I just Shit. I just didn't relook before the show it's started. Kong pronounced Hong. No, it's definitely uh, <laughs> so Jackie Kong. I like her interviews that she gave in um, the second installment of the um, In Search of Darkness. She definitely makes it very, very clear that she's she like what you're. I think what you're describing here, Luke, like she is commenting on like reactionary politics in the 1980s and that kind of wow. stuff. But I, I yep. don't. I don't, I don't really, I don't really understand it. <laughs> I just don't really get it. Um, because I mean, I, I, I see the reactions that you're talking about. I just don't really get like, cause to me, it seems more like, well, okay. So like, like the Friday the 13th movies, like I, I love those, but uh, to me, they, I mean, they're, you know, while they're, well, they're pretty punk in their, um, how they're filmed, they are um, pretty conservative in their values, I think, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in Very reactionary, yeah. Right. And so, like, to me, like, so I'm getting more of that kind of vibe from it. Like, I'm not getting, like, the, like, um, a reactionary vibe that's more like, like, I was talking about Savage Weekend last, last, uh, last episode that there's definitely, like, some, like, um, pro gay stuff happening in that film for instance um i'm not getting like uh a m- much celebration of like like female promiscuity is for instance like they're, they're getting chopped up and like uh i don't know it's it's i don't really get the critique or the commentary it's just it's just a it's like a blender of 
stuff. Yes. Literally. That's the right word, blender. Yeah. I think what we have is, I think Jackie Kong has said that, look, look, there is a reason I don't make movies anymore. It's because I was interested in films like Bad Taste, like Basket yeah. Case, like Evil Dead, like all of Stuart Gordon's films. And I wanted to make my own. And my ex-husband was filthy rich. And he gave me the $300,000 to make this. And then when, <laughs> when we divorced, that was it. But I actually think she was visually interesting as a director. Like I said, the, the movie's not boring. And... I, I kind of like the way she frames scenes and like stages her characters and sets. I would have liked to have seen more just maybe with uh, some participation in, in, in the writing because mm. she could have been a little bit more interesting if, if she was, you know, held at bay a bit. I'd be very curious to see what she could do with 350 grand now. <laughs> right probably nothing because everything costs like a hundred yeah i mean okay well uh adjust for inflation and give her the money then i think i you know eric i i, I agree with you to a degree too because she's clearly not somebody that doesn't understand her genre or doesn't understand like how to make a movie there's it's all it's all so like in your face, you know. Everything that's bad is so intentionally fucking bad, mm. you know. So it's 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 hard. It's hard. This is what this is what I'm saying is like hard to, oh yeah, critique or yeah, or oh, judge yeah. a movie like this <laughs> or even yeah. like because you're not supposed to wrap your mind around it. You're supposed to just kind of like be assaulted by it, right? yeah. And, yeah. and the idea of us sitting down or not accepted, I guess. Us sitting down and taking notes is like ludicrous with this movie. It's, I mean, it's yeah, that's why I thought it was hilarious when you were like, "All right, get your notepad." And I was right, like, that's why right, I, I got my notepad and I went out and I had my notepad and I was that's ready. That's why to I go. commented about it because I knew what I was doing I, was dumb. And then a half an hour in, I'm like, "This son of a bitch! I've taken so many notes and none of this matters. Yeah. None of it matters." It's nice to like remind me of what happened before the show. I like to look over it for that way. Um, you know, it reminds me of, like, but. When you say everything is bad, like that is intentionally bad, like what exactly do you mean? Do you mean like the morality yeah. of it, or like the? Or is no. like, are you saying that the ADR is intentionally that shitty? Well, that, so that's an inter That's another weird one. Uh, we can skip the ADR part because that <laughs> that I don't know if that's intentional or if they were like, eh, listen, that's literally where we ran out of money, so we're just doing it this way. <laughs> I don't exactly know. Um, because it works either way because the movie is so bad in general that mm -hmm. that's fine. That's totally fucking fine. Um, but yeah, no, I, I was trying to I was trying to remember like who it was that wrote the camp uh, article, and I was like, oh yeah, it's a that's the Sontag article. And you know, she writes a, she has a great article called uh, On Camp. I think it's called On Camp, and it's been so long since I've read it, but it is it's about how like camp and kitsch and schlock and all that stuff you know is is used as a way to just kind of like reconfigure your prisma you know like it's it's all about a, a massive uh like uh what's the word i'm looking for like a galaxy you know that's it's a huge like kind of galaxy of like parallax views it's impossible to keep anything on the rails. It's impossible to keep anything in focus. Uh, constellations. That's what I was looking for. So, hmm. you know, I mean, it's basically like uh, these, these massive constellations of the kind of like parallax views. And, and I don't know. I mean, it's like, 
when I watch a movie, I want to see meaning. I want to understand what it means. I want to look at it in the framework of history or I want to look at it in the framework of philosophy or I want to find some form of coherent meaning to it. But that's not always the case. And these are the movies that take it upon themselves to actually break down that that fucking like get a sense of like Cartesian logic or you know that postmodern fucking frame. Buddy, they just, parallax they just... Cartesian throwing them out here. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just got you know what I mean. You know what I mean though. Yeah, no, it's just it just it just like it just defies it defies logic and I'm, it defies logic on purpose. Well, oh, but the question was um bad on purpose. Um so what I mean by bad on purpose is not uh morally bad because i think though the whole idea right off the bat is you know it's definitely a thumb in your face for anybody who has uh the kind of moral positioning but uh when it comes to stuff that's legitimately funny it's legitimately funny but it is so bad that it's you can't it's like not funny you don't laugh at it but you're like holy shit you can like you process you're like processing all this stuff is hysterical, but it's just not done in the right way, or it's not done in the kind of movie in which it would be funny. It's weird mm. to me. I don't know. I again, like, I don't have the kind of like schlock brain that would allow <laughs> me to really just sit there and love this kind of movie. Uh, I feel like Aaron Worley should have been the guy up here. Yeah, right now he would have been, well, be he the guy. Been he would have been a good guy. I, I thought he true. recommended it. I thought he was the dude. He recommended session nine, which I'm <laughs> frankly glad that we did not get session nine. Actually, I would have done session nine because I've watched Fuck it. I even session know nine. the filmmaker. Yeah. Oh, well, terrible tell, film. Tell him yeah, I think I, his movie sucks. Tell him uh, he's way over. Don't worry. You we know what? Him. We told him. <laughs> Correct me if I'm, I'm wrong, but I'm sure he did his best. Am I not looking at yeah, these people enough. that legitimately think that uh, <laughs> Freddy Got Finger is like laugh out loud funny from start to finish? Yeah, this this. This is basically the this is basically the uh preceding of Freddy Got Fingered. Yeah, there's definitely it's I mean, shit like this. This is what turns into Freddy Got Fingered. It's absolutely shock value, right? It's very deliberately right. provocative and and that kind of stuff. But and it's so over the top that if you haven't seen this movie, for us to try and talk about it, it's like trying to describe <laughs> an acid trip. I mean, like it's <laughs> gonna be like you're just not gonna get it unless you've dropped. Yeah, right, right. Uh, 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 <laughs> like amateur wrestler named Jimmy yes. Hitler bites a dude's arm, spits chunks of blood, and then the next scene you have uh, ancient Sumerian goddess hewing lightning on, well, Hitler's saxophonists. And yeah. <laughs> who the hell else? <laughs> uh, but I mean, the, I the, the, the it's dummy just hanging out for no reason at one point. That, that's the whole thing, man. I mean, it's it's got to come down to value for me because if you if you're at the bar at two in the morning and this fucking stupid movie is playing on like a little TV on like with a VCR attached to it, you're gonna sit there and you're gonna laugh at it and yeah. you are gonna get entertainment out of it. And for that reason, uh, that th it holds a lot of value. If if cursed the Wes Craven horror is playing on that TV, you're gonna ask them to to turn it off because it's fucking distracting you because it's so shitty. Like <laughs> like there's a huge difference in that that shock value and that purpose for making it. You can tell it was a blast to make on the set, and for yeah. me that kind of came through. That kind of made it fun yeah. to watch. Reminded me is when I made these stupid fucking things when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. 
and and that made it fun for me yeah no that's a good point it, you can you can definitely tell they're having fun making it and i agree this is spectacle this is very deliberate spectacle um and you're either going to be down with that or you're not hmm. yeah it just obliterates meeting in every single way like there's there's no it's like the, the one thing i've always loved about <clears throat> the horror movies from just just horror movies in general is that you know something about they have been able to, to smuggle in you know actual ideology into the films uh kind of under the radar you know most most people don't quite understand it people who are huge horror fans did understand it like night of living dead all the zombie shit and and then you get this like insanely schlocky stuff and you're like all right it is literally it is literally an assault against form in and of itself <laughs> and so it makes it so that okay if you if you're into that kind of thing cool i guess i can appreciate the angle i can appreciate the argument but i i i can't i can't really like i can't follow it you know i try again i tried taking <laughs> notes i tried taking notes i was 20 minutes in i've got four pages of notes holy <laughs> shit dude what is on 20 minutes 20 minutes of this film i got four pages of freaking notes you Wait, and, then I, and then i was like i was like he's going into a wrestling match what the fuck is it and i just stopped you bothered to write i wrote down why how can the brain talk and then i set down my pen <laughs> <laughs> well crane could do yeah. that and that happened yeah, well crane had a mouth crane had a mouth and i also and, had a mouth that's right. yeah yeah he had a whole apparatus attached absolutely to um, uh i don't yeah. know there's some weird kind of uh, vegetarian thing I don't, the whole thing something about so, cheerleaders uh, I don't know it's literally any, any good point yeah. any good point it has to make it, it it immediately does a 180 on it and it like it's so it's constantly in this like weird cycle of uh just it's, I don't want to call it nihilism but it's in this like weird and cycle the word, of fucking destruction the word crossed my mind nihilism yes it crossed yeah. my fucking mind but, but that that is uh, that is part of how like you know schlocky campy shit has sure. always been yeah um we haven't talked about the te detectives mark and sheba uh i thought you know sheba sheba was interesting i thought you know she's like the only person of color in the film one of the, the only female la lead in the film really other than the virgin who's i don't even know if we get her fucking name um connie, mm. connie? okay and uh <laughs> <laughs> uh and, and she was cool she was cool uh right. detective mark i found really um funny like all the tongue wagging yeah. 80s shit. He, he could be like in a, this charnel house of blood and just surrounded by corpses he's not going to stop him from wagging his tongue at her he's got the whole yeah. disco thing going on and he also had one the other line i laughed at, at the movie when he comes in to save her at the air, very end and said he couldn't find a place to park that was really funny <laughs> yeah, like i said Dude, there are so many fucking lines in this movie. There's a spot in which he reveals the uh, he reveals the menu for the special feast, and the mm -hmm. first thing on it is dog dicks. Six, yeah, dog, six, six dog, dog dicks. dicks. Yep. Sexy hexy six of dog dicks. dicks. <laughs> okay, yeah. right. Well, that was the only thing I yeah. saw. Like I, I just looked, saw it long enough to read six dog dicks. I'm like, that's. I guess I'm not the only one that wrote that note down. <laughs> uh, I actually did write it down I, as I an actual note. Here. The, the, the phrase six dog dicks" appears on my my I was thing like, here. In the beginning, I thought I was like, "Is this Lynchian? You know, is this Carpentarian?" No. I, no. I was, I was trying to uh, wrap my mind around it. Five minutes went in. Sorry, uh, no. Go back into the, go back into the like detective relationship. It's 
I just, I, I stopped kind of, I just really <laughs> checked out at that point. I just completely checked out. All right. So that's what happened to me too. Like I was pretty wholly entertained for a while. Like, Oh, this is fucking goofy. This is gory. This is wild. This is not what I expected. This is taking me some interesting places. And then about 40 minutes in, I'm like, the shock is really starting to wear off here. And yeah. once, once the shock wears off, like now is this a good movie or not? <laughs> I, uh, I literally paused it thinking maybe it was almost over and I was at the goddamn 38 minute mark. <laughs> that's almost exactly when I stopped it and did the same thing. I'm like, surely I like we got like 20 minutes. Left. <laughs> that's when like, it turns. Out, that's, that's when the wrestling part starts. And then yeah. you're like, what the fuck's happening? There's wrestling now. I, 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 I thought it was the mambo He's wrestling the, Hitler. I thought it was when he drove over and backwards the biker for like 20 times. I don't know, somewhere around somewhere around oh, yeah. there. No, you know what it was? I, I think I think what I really clocked out was when um finally she was naked, but finally there's a woman kicking his ass. I'm like, yeah, kick his ass. And then a fucking stalactite comes out of nowhere. I'm like, fuck you with this stalactite. stalactite. That's some bullshit, man. That's some yeah. bullshit. I'm telling you, it's just like it's like burning my brain even trying to talk about it. Because <laughs> the, whole thing, the whole thing just like just it, actually maybe that was the whole point it's like all right try to be a critic of this <laughs> good, good luck good luck giving know, me man. a bad review explain <sighs> yourself explain how this is bad <laughs> well, that is very hard to explain look at i'll bring him up again look at dead alive look at all peter jackson's early stuff he he was doing this and anybody who's seen that has laughed out loud i hate to be contrarian but all day long today, I'm kind of jumping online. I'm reading about this and that about the film. Like it's been on your I, mind. Huh? The residue kind of has stuck with me. I can't help it, and that says a lot. I mean, well, it's so it's easy to watch something and then just be completely over it and walk away. But it's a I find it all man. interesting. Yeah, for sure. It's gonna be burned in your brain. Um, I'm not gonna forget this movie by any long stretch. Like this is this is saying not, a lot. Um, yeah, no, the, yeah. I mean, the, the, the cult status that this film has is uh, earned. Uh, it's, it's clearly evident why there, why it has the, the, the cult fans that it had, because I mean, this is, uh, this is a unique film. Is it a good film? I don't know, but it's certainly unique. Well, I don't think it thinks it's a good film. And I think that's why it gets away with so much. Sure, um, I'm not trying to be good. It's not. It is entirely fucking. Okay, and that's well, what I love. Good, but entertaining. It's the warning. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's entertaining. Yeah. I, well, I don't know that it's entertaining. Is what I'm saying. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I was entertained. It, that's what good. I mean, that's why I love horror so much because what other genre can just challenge the medium or even take advantage of this just as a purely visual medium. Uh, do anything it wants to, like uh, poke you, prod you, be uh, so provocative. And, that, and that's horror. You're not going to get a drama that affects you like this, or even a comedy, really, man. It is by far the most versatile genre, which is why it's my favorite. And I think you make a good point. Horror comedy. Well, just horror, just horror in general. You can, and you can do so much with horror as a genre that yeah. you, 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 can, you can plug anything else into it and it will work. Yeah, it's true. Well, let me ask you if you guys rem remember one of the uh, first lines between the detectives uh, mm -hmm. in the beginning. Um, <clears throat> I, I would say I, I wouldn't be doing this justice, but <laughs> it's pretty clearly all to ADR. And so it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, uh, 
He goes, hold on, wait. This is a this is soaking wet. It's no yeah, you can see Blood that. Diner notes. Yeah, it uh -huh. looks like seven. Yeah, no, it it does. Actually, my real notes yeah, look John like Doe. seven. This, yeah. We should do a contest where you can win Luke's rain-soaked blood diner notes. <laughs> that if that gives me an extra forty-eight bucks, I'll do sure. it. Uh, he goes. Uh, he goes. Quote. He's like, "You're right, Mark. You're always right." And you're, you're a good detective too. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh my god, this is fucking film school shit. <laughs> Yeah, I noticed that line too. And, the, a a good, and a good detective too. At the was it just that. a thing you say to people? Uh, a better line was, "I'll be right back. I got to run out and get some goddamn tampons." That's what I knew we were in for a treat. <laughs> An even like, better line I have like is, forty. <laughs> this is the best food I've had in a long son of a bitch in time. Said by the fat uh, health food critic. Oh, man, when he throws up all over everybody, come on, man, I don't need that. Okay, but you get it. That's another what do you mean? reason I get why, it. why they I, do it. This I'm telling you why they do it. But you get it. I, this is the point I'm trying to make. Like, please, the, the, the movie has like four plot lines going on, and it's got a ton of scenes where just a lot of stuff happens. Like, there, it's not lazily made. It's cheaply made and like shittily made. But like, they give you a lot for like your money for lack of a better phrase like it's stuff with a lot of stuff to keep you laughing and entertained it's not just one simple thing did you laugh a lot yeah oh okay are you okay i did well again there's, <laughs> there's, there's, there's funny stuff in it it's just like it's just it's so much it is like a complete it's like an onslaught you know it's like um it's like having a onslaught. really funny a really funny uh alcoholic friend who does nothing but destroy your house and it's oh, funny for a little while the same guy the second the second that the ketchup and the mustard no. starts coming out it's funny you're like okay that's pretty hilarious he just sprayed mustard all over the walls and you're like holy shit i gotta paint those walls oh yeah no no Fuck. i know what you're talking about oh my god and then it and then the spaghetti comes out and then um and then yeah, that was somebody, my dinner thanks i was gonna eat then, that. yeah and then somebody throws a pan through the window and you're like what the fuck is happening <laughs> and then now now it's a completely fucking like discombobulated mess that's that is basically how these movies are and that's on purpose i think so with i this don't think actually, they want to be understood as good sure <laughs> um but they want to be entertaining and they want to shock us and they want to be funny i mean there is some intention and there. you have a lot and, of fun with the and what I sighed because what I what I thought about you're comparing it to some pretty good stuff, Eric. I I, I, I I'm going to compare it to Benny Hill because it made me think of Benny Hill with a bunch of blood and gore. In a yeah, way. yeah, absolutely. Stuff I fucking hate Benny Hill. Um, so like we're like just like oh the thing popped open and there's a bunch of organs. I'll slowly close it. I walked out and I got this trough of meat or whatever. I'm going to stand here and do a good long yes. look around. It's, it's like almost like Mr. Bean. Like this, I don't know, like this, like, but it's like, like, like 60s British humor with a bunch of gore in it. Come on, man. <laughs> so it works for the, uh, what, like the vagina gun and Videodrome. It, it can work for Sheetar. Like you can open up a gut and have some gross shit. In I there. love Videodrome. Videodrome is fantastic. <laughs> that's uh, but that's Videodrome, Videodrome entertained the fuck out of me, made me think and made yes. me laugh. It's also a good, it's also a very good comparison because it's the exact same device. So the, the video drum, like that is that is like insert. It's like inserting like you know media. You know the the digital device, the 
Yeah, I guess it's analog at this point. Great, we started know. Luke on Cronenberg again. Oh, Hold on to your hats. <laughs> Better <laughs> set a timer. Don't, don't don't worry, don't don't worry, don't don't. <laughs> set a timer to go to sleep and come back in ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, but no, but that I I saw that and I was like, I go, ah, that is just this is just so like when the, it, the, the it's the, just it's so it's so bad for bad sake that it's the, like. Why am I supposed to like this? And oh, yeah. that's the thing I don't like about the people that love this kind of shit is like they think everything that that is like ever put on fucking screen is great. And it's like, no, this is it's it's bad on yeah. purpose and they're fucking exploiting you. You were being exploited as the hooting fucking hogs you are. Yeah, like to me, it seems kind of like a, like a contrarian would love this movie. Like, fuck you, you don't get it. That's um, exactly right. Those are the only people. That's why I thought I, Aaron know, suggested and, and it. Barring the people who are listening now, the people who are listening now are fucking cool and great. I'm not talking about you. Yeah, give us like, a five star oh review. <laughs> but no, oh, I man. I do think that I do I do feel like um, this is the and kind we were of thing. trolled into watching it. It's yeah, scary. I felt like, I felt it's like obvious. we were trolled it's into obvious. watching it. And uh, and it seems like a trollish kind of movie, and it seems like if you like the movie, it's kind of like uh, I don't know. Like I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure that there are people who genuinely love this movie. Don't get me wrong, um, but there's definitely a long finger here as like, part of that genre, as part of that specific genre. So if you're into that genre, which is which is cool, but don't you cannot. You just you can't like there are no critiques here. It's like yeah, does it does it conform? Does it conform to the prior? Yes. Does it conform to the prior iterations of this type of film? So if it if it is sufficiently shocking, if it is sufficiently trashy, if it is sufficiently sleazy, then that makes it good. It does not have any other standards that make it good. It is only in reference to. It's only in reference to other things that are just as trashy, sleazy, or whatever. But this is not John Waters, by the way. Like, let's be right. Let's be real. John Waters actually is making trans, like, like uh, transgressive film. Yeah. Um, Paolo Pasolini is making trans transgressive film. This is not like Claire Denis makes transgressive film. These are not transgressive. These are things that are just the, all they're doing is trying to blow up your sense of formality. All right. Or well, formalism. Bearing all that in mind, are we ready to go and make the rounds as whether or not we think this film still holds up? <laughs> or is it, I guess it really, I mean, like it's the first time viewing for all impossible. of us. But uh, Luke, why don't you give us, give us, you know, you're our guest. Give us a shot. I mean, I don't know if you can't say whether or not it holds up, but you know, what do you think? Is this, is this a yes or a no for you, from you? I just, I just, yeah, this is <laughs> yes or no. Oh, man. However you want to phrase it, we usually do the "Does it hold up?" But honestly, I think it's the first time. Mind, watched, sorry, I think this is the first time we've ever watched a movie as a show where none of us had watched the movie before. I no, I, honestly, if, if a friend of mine told me he was into uh, schlocky horror stuff, I'd be like, "Yeah, you'd probably like this." Mm. Not my thing, but you know, if somebody, yeah, if somebody was into it, I totally would recommend that. I've seen a lot of movies like this, you know, and and that is. It's kind of their point, and that's their position. So, yeah, no, I'd I'd recommend it to somebody who's down with the down with the genre. I'm just it's just not something I would watch. So I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Who gives a fuck what I think? Well, for our podcast, <laughs> um, to you know, to stick with our format, would you give us a does it hold up or not? I, I, I never saw it. So um, you never it saw holds, the movie. It holds. I mean, it, oh. it again. It, it 
It holds up. It holds okay. up. All right, that's what we need. It, it holds up. I'll All give right. it a five point one. All right, um, Eric, do you want to go next? Or you want me to go next? I mean, you're not going to ask the senior editor of Food and Wine magazine to like review a, <laughs> a, a, a hot pocket, like ham and cheese hot pocket. Like you're not going to ask him or her for a, a review. Uh, for me, the film does hold up because it achieves exactly what it set out to do, which is be an intensely shocking, gross, fun, silly, stupid, offensive piece of trash horror cinema. Um, not a lot of people can do that without you just having to turn it off immediately. Uh, and it's entertained a hell of a lot of people, I'm willing to absolutely bet. Uh, and I think there's a reason for it because there's there's a lot there for for your money. Uh, I I laughed out loud and I didn't think I would fucking laugh as soon as I saw the disclaimer. I was like, fuck! I was cursing being Keddy's name out loud in my apart in my house because <laughs> uh, I I had a um, an inclination of what I was about to get into and I thought I was too mature for something this infantile. And yet here I am laughing and thinking about it the next day. So I appreciate it for what it tried to do. And I think it's a fun movie that if it's on at a party, you're going to say out loud, oh, shit, Blood Diner, and not be like, oh, fuck, turn this off, please. You're you're probably likely to be like, hey, shit, have you seen this? It's ridiculous. Instead of be like offended or turned off like you would in a movie that carries no value and just simply is not good. So that's all I can say. All right. That, that's two. Um. So, yeah, we've made a comment before about this being uh, subjective, like, you know, yeah. all, all fucking film or all fucking <laughs> things that you're going to comment on. But I do think this is a little more subjective than most. And I agree with your guys' comments is that this achieves its objective. Um, it's memorable. It is um, worthy of discussion. Uh, if, if you're talking to, like, a hardcore uh, horror fan, like, this might come up. Um, so... Like this, this movie absolutely has fucking value. And if you've never seen it, you, you probably should, if you're a horror fan, um, that all being said, I didn't laugh much. I didn't think much. I sure as shit didn't think about it afterwards. I didn't enjoy this. One of the last notes I made to myself was when will it end? I would say this does not hold up for me. <laughs> when will it end? Halfway through the page, you know, when, 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 will when, when, when will it end? When can I do something else? <laughs> yeah. That's so. Funny. I was thinking about all the hard shit I did, like serious, straight up board meetings with members of my community. I come home and watch like bimbos getting chopped up for a stupid buffet. <laughs> Uh, yeah, oh, definitely has value. I'm, I'm glad that I, I actually thought that um, maybe I, I was a little worried that none of us would say it would hold up. So I'm glad I'm the only one that didn't think that it hold up. <laughs> again, I do believe it has value, but I, it's not one I'm going to rush to watch again. But again, it's not. I'm not forgetting it anytime soon either. So mm. that is. Just, you're not recommending. You're not recommending this to your mom. You're recommending this to. I'm not recommending this to anyone's mom. <laughs> Call your mom <laughs> or <laughs> anybody or any human being ever. Uh, you know, but hey, Aaron Warren. Uh, I'd recommend this to you because yeah, Chud Pod. I think that, he'd love this that, one. Yeah, Chud Pod would fucking love that shit. <laughs> He's probably already seen it. He has. Like He's already seen it. Yeah, that's why I thought he recommended it again. That's the third time <laughs> I said it. But holy shit, my god! All right, so that's right 1987's Blood Diamond. Like two kids uh, with their parent gone, 
we watched a horror movie while uh, while Mike Govier was gone because we, we really wanted to make sure we could shove one in there because he hates horror movies and he would have fucking hated this. That's another oh note God. I hate. Oh. Yep. Mike what would hate Mike this. Think? Yep. Oh, Imagine yeah, Mike watching it. Hated it. He would have. Can you can you call this? Can you can you call this episode six? Dog dicks. <laughs> nope, not doing that. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> we can we can check with creative consultant Mr. Osco and see what he thinks. Mr. Osco, I googled him. <laughs> What'd you find? I found Jewel Osco, which is a grocery store in Chicago. Yeah, okay, that's nothing. <laughs> the mysterious Mr. Osco. Mr. Osco. Well, speaking of Mike, uh, we will be back into our regular. Uh, well, as of next week, he'll be back, and he will. We've been all kinds of fucked up. We made a special accommodation recently, and it's really. Uh, and then he went on vacation. Everything's been all fucked up. So, but we'll have Mike on. Uh, it'll be a regular uh, thing next week, and then we'll be back into our regular rotation after that. Um, as for the film of the week next week, Mike yeah. has sent me his choice. Uh, oh shit. It is not a horror movie, unsurprisingly, but it is pretty fucking punk rock, which is something else we've talked about tonight. From 1998, Mike has selected SLC Punk. Oh, wow. Wow. This is actually, I'm glad I'm not part of that. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Wow. Well, Luke's giving a preemptive doesn't hold up. <laughs> that movie, yeah, that movie sucks. Wow. All right. Well, that was a nah, classic it's back. It was a it's classic fine. It's punk, it's punk rock, you know, but I mean, like, that's that's the thing about a lot of that punk rock shit. It just all it is, all it is is like it's just napalm on everything, you know, it's just like it's just annihilating shit. And I don't know, is that punk? Maybe it is. <laughs> annihilating shit sounds punk rock to me. Pretty sure that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Maybe we gotta maybe we gotta change our definition. (laughs) Maybe. But uh as for next week, uh we will be definitely checking out SLC Punk with Mike Govier back in the saddle again. Luke, thank you a million times. Thank you, six dog dicks, for showing up (laughs) and uh talking about this film with us. Thank you, John B and Ketty, and everybody else who took the time out of their schedules to submit a uh, selection for us. There was a lot of good choices. We could only pick one, or the internet could only the random number generator could only pick one. So thank you, everybody, for playing along. Thank you for listening. Luke, any last words for us? No, no. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's John B. and Shet, by the way, and uh, I will <laughs> sign off with that. All right. Don't forget to eat your hunger on and, you know, snack on people. Bring me the stomachs of two traps. <laughs>